What is going on, everybody? Welcome back here today to episode 21 now of the Just Ballin' Podcast. My name is Matthew Geis, and we are still without sports. I believe the NBA has only been suspended for about one and a half weeks. So it feels like it's been four months, but it's only been like 10 days. So we're going to have some time till the NBA season starts. So what I'm going to do here is do my player rankings. I try to make this. Um, so we're going to go through point guard, every position, all the way to center. And then after that, we'll do our top players in the league. I know my friend Tom, who uh, came on, we did uh, 20 trades, and we've also done another podcast together, I believe, I think our, uh, our 20 best players in the uh, 2020 season. He'll come on, we'll do a couple rankings there, and I know uh, me and him, we're big into Marvel, uh, so we're going to rank our Marvel movies, so that'll come at one point. But yeah, today, this will be solo, I'm going to be doing my 20, 20 point guard rankings. Actually, I shouldn't call them 2020, this is kind of currently right now, like who would I want to win in a playoff series or who would I want on my team for a season. It's not going to go based off 2019, 2020 alone because I will have Steph Curry in here. Um, this is just kind of overall and who I think um, I would want one through 30. I did this in seven tiers, I believe. Yeah, I have seven tiers. I also have six honorable mentions at the end that I'll uh, give a shout out to. So clarification, it's kind of like Dunk Don's podcast. If you listen to that with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, if they're in the same tier, they're interchangeable. Like, don't get mad if somebody is two spots behind someone in the same tier. There's perfectly a good um, explanation for that person to be higher. So don't get too mad about it if they're in the same tier. Um, I do have Steph Curry in here. And also, I don't have LeBron or Luka classified as point guards. They went off what NBA.com had. So I have them at small forwards, even though they kind of play like point guards. I just kind of went off that. So... If obviously, if they were both point guards, they'd be in tier one. So if you want to have them there, sure. There will also be no John Wall just because we haven't seen him in over a year and a half. So I really don't know what he's going to play like, how he's going to come back. So I just thought it would be too hard to rank him because he was definitely a top 10 point guard before he got hurt. You could have said he was top seven, top six, but now he might not even crack the top 10. And we know if he's a little bit slower, if he's not as athletic and explosive, he might not even be top 15 or top 20. So we're going to have to wait for him to come back before we can properly rank him. So, I do have seven tiers, 30 guys, six honorable mentions. We can get into this. So, tier one, I have just a player by himself, and that is Steph Curry. Now, there is a good rep, uh, explanation to maybe have somebody else in this tier. He'll be my number two guy, um, the first guy in tier two. But yeah, I have Steph Curry alone in his top tier. Obviously, we didn't get to see a lot of Steph Curry this year because he broke his arm, and we don't know how it would have turned out because he's on a bad team. No clay. Draymond kind of stopped giving a crap. Devo really wasn't fitting the system all that well. So it would have been kind of interesting to see would Steph drop 30 a night and lead the Warriors to a 30 and 52 record, but be like, all right, kind of in the Damian Lord conversation. Oh, he's carrying his team, but it seems sucks around him. Or would he have just been like kind of dropping 25 a night, not playing back to backs, missing two games every six, and he would have dropped 25 a night and only played like 28 minutes? Would have been kind of a laid back year, or would he have been all out? Balls to the wall, trying to make the playoffs with this Warriors team. Who knows, but Steph Curry, he's still the best offensive point guard in the league, in my opinion. He's still the best shooter in the NBA. He still, I think, gravitates the most defenders. Like, if, like, you know, like, people talk about gravity with Zion, how just people want to go around him just because you need people on him at all time. Kind of same with Luka Doncic. Steph Curry was the guy that kind of created this in the NBA, maybe besides LeBron James or in this modern day and A, because people need to be on Steph Curry. You cannot allow this dude to take an open shot. Your game plan revolves and it surrounds Steph Curry. That's like, you saw the Raptors run a box and one in the NBA finals on this dude. We have like never seen that before um, in modern times. So I think Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league still until somebody else can prove me otherwise or until Steph Curry regresses or takes a step back. He will be in his 30s. So we will see how it's going to be next year, but he'll have extra rest. Clay's going to come back. 
we'll see that. So I have him in his own tier, but it's kind of leading towards maybe making a bigger tier one. But I just made him in his own tier one just to clarify that he's the best point guard in the NBA still in my eyes. So going on to tier two. So my number two guy I have is Damian Lord. This guy I think has the most um, you can kind of give him the most reasoning for putting him in tier one. Definitely. I think he's as closest to Steph Curry as anyone else. And this year is proving that he's averaging over 29 points, uh, eight assists or over seven assists. And his shoe shooting is above league average. His three point percentage is really good. It's above 37%. And his field goal percentage, he's been efficient from the field. He's making his team and his teammates better. And it just sucks that he's been dealt with injuries due to Nurkic. Um, he's obviously missed some time. McCombs missed some time. And it's just really, they didn't really construct the best roster around them. Um, Zach Collins got hurt. That really hurt them a lot. I mean, the Hassan Whiteside trade, he's been okay for them. He's not been like a super negative player like he was in Miami, but he hasn't been really a positive player. They are missing Nurkic a lot, and their wings were really bad. The Ariza trade helped, but it was a little bit too late, and Ariza's a little bit too old. So you thought they would have maybe made a trade for Gallo or... Kevin Love or somebody like that, but they ended up not doing that. And I think Lowered, he's probably he's an all he was an all star, um, or he was an all star six man because you know he was the six man. Uh, he's gonna be on an all NBA team on a losing team, so he's I think has a perfectly good reason for being my tier two point guard. Now my tier three point guard is a guy that really didn't play a lot this year. I think he played less than 20 games or less than 25 games. And that is Kyrie Irving. I just have him above my fourth guy, which is Russell Westbrook. Now, the reason I have Kyrie above Westbrook is Westbrook, better defender. Yeah, we'll say he's more athletic. I just think Kyrie is more of, like, obviously, pre-five-out Rockets, Westbrook probably wasn't even going to be my Tier 2. He might not even have been the Tier 3, but nah, he would have been the Tier 3, but lower end. But now that he's not shooting threes, I don't know why it took Westbrook this long to realize he stinks at shooting threes. He's not a good shooter whatsoever. He's never been a positive shooter. He's just not. Like, he's so inconsistent from downtown. And teams like... If you want to beat the Rockets or if you want to beat Russell Westbrook, let him shoot all the threes in the world. So they kind of realized that and now he's getting more explosive to the rim. And that's why I have him as high as four. If you want to put him at three, that's fine. But Kyrie, with the ball in his hands, he's so good. Now he's he wasn't as bad as he was on defense. He's still not a positive defensive player. But you know what? I wouldn't say he's a super negative defensive player. And obviously you could take the locker room stuff. Like I'm not really, I'm, this is just going to be on court play. And I think that he's still the third best offensive point guard in the league. The third best kind of floor general here. Um, not really maybe in terms of being like a playmaker and like the quarterback of the offense. But just a guy that's kind of when you need somebody to get a shot. This is your guy. When you're on a cold streak, you give the ball to this guy. When you don't really know who to go to here, you give the ball to this guy. That's why he took the game-winning shot in Game 7 of the NBA Finals over LeBron James. This guy, if you really wanted to, could score 30 a night. He could average about 5 assists, 7 assists, and do it efficiently as well. It's it's definitely a big debate here between Russ and Kyrie at 3-4. and four. But I ended up going with Kyrie just above Russ. Obviously, we didn't see a lot of Kyrie this year uh, due to injury. And maybe he just wanted to wait for KD to come back. Whatever. If it was locker room presence, he probably wouldn't be this high. But I have him at three and Russ at four. Now, to end up tier two, I have a guy that's already at five. And that's Trey Young. And you guys might be like, whoa, over a lot of other guys, that's kind of crazy. But I know I, his defense is horrible. I didn't want him to be an all-star starter just because he wasn't on a winning team and his defense is horrible. But his offensive talent is... Is just incredible. This man can shoot from anywhere on the floor. His ball handling is arguably one of the best in the NBA. And he's, what, 20 years old? 21 years old off the top of my head. He's in year two. Uh, I think he might be 20 years old. I'm well, I'm the same age as Trey Young. And it's just incredible what he's doing. Uh, his passing's phenomenal. Uh, Mike Curry, his gravity's there. Obviously, people want to go near Trey Young. You cannot allow this guy to get open space. When you switch, if he gets a bigger man on him, he's going right by them. Or if it's a small defender, he could shoot in your face. Uh, I think he's the end of Tier 2. 
borderline with tier three, and he's my number five. So we have one Steph Curry, two Damian Lillard, three Kyrie Irving, four Russell Westbrook, and five Trey Young. Now moving over to tier three. Number six, I have Kemba Walker. He's been around the fifth or sixth best point guard in the NBA for some time. And I think he's had a little bit of a down year, at least recently um, in the NBA. He hasn't been performing all that well. And he's been struggling. I wouldn't say he's been the best Celtic this year, even though he was an all-star starter. I would say that's been Jason Tatum. And you could say Jalen Brown has been maybe more effective than Kemba Walker as of late. But Kemba Walker, he's still a great offensive point guard. Like a lot of these guys, they're all not really great defensively. We'll get into some good defensive point guards, really, the next couple guys. But Kemba Walker, not a great defender, but he's still a really good offensive talent. He's smart. He knows what to do with the ball in his hands. Uh, and he's my sixth best point guard and the first one in Tier 3. Now, number 7 is a current NBA champion and that is Kyle Lowry he's my seventh best point guard in the NBA time and time again he just proves why he's just so so good I honestly thought he should have been the second all-star starter but he's just one of the smartest players in the NBA he's a really good defender and he's in his almost mid-30s he's in almost his mid-30s tomorrow's actually his birthday I believe or two days is his birthday and he'll be 34 years old and this guy honestly is probably the most important player on this Raptors team he was the second most important player last year in their NBA final series with the Warriors and I think he deserves the credit he's an all-star year in year out he's averaging 20 points and eight assists in his age 33 to 34 season and and I, I think maybe it's not the most efficient season in the world, but he is shooting 35 from three, 86 from the line. But he had 42 from the field. But I think he's been great this year. And uh, I think he deserves some love into tier three and being a top 10 point guard. Uh, number eight is Chris Paul. Now, I had a debate between Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry, who I wanted to put higher. And maybe I give a little bit of um, a little bit of an edge to the reigning NBA champion, Kyle Lowry. But Chris Paul, like Kyle Lowry, he's just so good at such an old age um, or like an old age for basketball terms. Like Chris Paul is what, 35, I believe. I I don't want to get that wrong, but I believe he is 35. Yeah, Chris Paul is 34. He's about to be 35 in two weeks, and he's led the Thunder to a fifth seed in the Western Conference. He's averaging 18 points and seven assists a night. He's shooting 36 from three, 49 from the line, or 49 from the field, excuse me, not from the line. That would be very good. But yeah, he's shooting 90% from the line. He's been incredible this year. Um, like I said, he's led the Thunder to a fifth seed. He was an all-star. He's almost 34 years old, and yeah, I think he, or he's almost 35 years old, excuse me, and uh, he's just such a good four general. He might be the best one in the NBA. He's still one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA, especially at the point guard position. He's a top 10 point guard. And number nine, wrapping out tier three is Ben Simmons. Now, yeah, ha ha ha, he can't shoot, but he literally can do everything besides shooting so well. He's such a good rebounder, and maybe it's because he's 6'10", but yeah, he's a great rebounding point guard. He's one of the best passers in the league, which makes him one of the best playmakers slash four generals in the league. Maybe he doesn't have that experience yet to be kind of like that four general. This guy can control the offense maybe because he can't shoot yet, but I think just he does so many things so well. He's such a good inside scorer. Um, when he's inside, he's a great passer, and I haven't even talked about his defense yet. He's probably going to be on the ballot from defensive player of the year. He'll probably get some top five votes as well. Maybe his injury will cause him not to get some, but Hey, he's averaging 2.1 steals a game. He leads the league in deflections. He's averaging 17 points a game, and this dude has only hit two threes this year. He's a top 10 point guard in my eyes, and I have him in at nine. So starting out tier four now. So tier four is a little bit bigger than the other tiers. I had one person in tier one being Curry, four people in tier two being Lillard, Kyrie, Westbrook, and Young, and then four people in tier three being Kemba, Lowry, Paul, and Ben Simmons. Now in tier four, we have six guys. So it's 10 to 15. Number one is John Moran, who's a rookie in the NBA. Yeah, I already have John Moran as a top 10 point guard, and I think rightfully so. He's been the best player on an overachieving Grizzlies team who are currently one game under 500, but they are the 18 in the Western Conference when a lot of people thought they weren't going to be that good this year. They're 32-33. 
Uh, John Morant's averaging 17.5 points, 49 from the field, 37 from three. And he's just averaging seven assists tonight. And these are his rookie numbers. These, these are the only numbers we could go off. And I know I was mentioning some 2020 stats for some other guys. Because that's what I just wanted to show you where they're at and kind of what they're doing right now. But this is still overall. John Morant, I think the defensive potential is there. I don't think he's great on that end right now, but I think it is there. And if he's going to be this volume shooter, taking about two and a half, three threes a night and hitting 37% of them, he's going to be a really good point guard in the NBA. He's going to be a really good passer. He's just so good in transition. That's one of his best things like Ben Simmons. Just so good in transition. And he's my number 10 point guard. Now moving over to number 11 is definitely a riser this year. And that is Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, one of the better defenders at the point guard position. Up there with Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, and obviously uh, Malcolm Brogdon. I would say he's one of the best point, uh, defensive point guards in the league. Um, yes, he started off a lot hotter this year because we saw him as this kind of 50-40-90 guy or at least he could push that and he'd be really efficient and he was not to start off the year in Indiana. But obviously when his role went up, his efficiency went down as you would expect or when your volume goes up your efficiency tends to go down so you'd expect that he hasn't played great with victor Oladipo yet but he's an efficient shooter i really would like him with the ball in his hands i wouldn't say his inside scoring is the greatest but it could definitely get better um obviously he's a little bit of an older what four-year player now but i think he's gonna get better still and i really like malcolm brogdon on both sides of the floor and i have him in as my number 11 point guard yeah definitely a riser number 12 i have is De'Aaron fox so we're currently a junior in the nba or if you want to call it a junior so his third year in the nba fox had a really poor rookie year it was not good whatsoever he shot 41 from the field 31 from three but over the last two years he's been really good because I you know what his rookie year he played 73 games on a bad Kings team I don't really want to say oh this is what Fox was going to be because over his last two years he's averaging 18 and a half points seven assists four rebounds he's shooting 35 from three 47 from the field and 72 from the line he's been a lot better um over the last two years in his second or third year as you'd expect he's really good in transition I actually like him on the defensive side than most other people would and I think he's just a really good point guard and he's only 22 years old guys he's only 22 years old he's like five years younger than Malcolm Brock and he's number 12. He's going to get better and better. He's probably going to be a top 10 point guard by the end of next year's season. I think without a doubt. And he could maybe win most improved. Um, but even actually, he's averaging 20 points a game this year. I mean, it's only in 45 games because it will be a shortened season. But I still think he's a top 15 point guard. And I have him at number 12. Uh, number 13 is a guy you might be like, oh, this is a boring pick. But yeah, I have Eric Bledsoe now. Eric Bledsoe um, is a great regular season point guard. I wouldn't say his playoff numbers have been amazing because they haven't. He was not very good in the conference finals last year when they needed him to be good for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks against the uh, Toronto Raptors. He was pretty inefficient last year. He shot 41 from the field and 24 from three during the playoffs. Not very good. Obviously, his numbers tend to go down on the pipe, so we need to see something out of him if he wants to be higher. But as a regular season point guard, he's great. Um, obviously, on some Suns teams, he weren't, uh, he wasn't very good, but he's been a huge part of this Bucks success. Uh, over his last three years, he's been averaging around 16 points, five and a half assists, and shooting around a two shooting percentage of 58 for the Bucks. And he's just a really good point guard on both ends. He's a veteran point guard. He knows what to do on the floor. He's really good at scoring inside. His three point percentage has been really good or really solid, I should say. In Milwaukee, it's been 35 33 35 that's about league average so that's what you would want and i think he's just consistent every year he, he would be higher if he was better in the playoffs but he's not so i have him here at 13 so two more guys left in the uh in the top um or in tier four uh so 14 i have his d'angelo russell i honestly wanted to put him a little bit lower but i felt bad so i have him currently here at 14 and is he just going to be an empty stats guy yes he did lead the nets to a 40 and 42 record in 
uh, Brooklyn. But maybe that was just a team overachieving. Uh, maybe that was just because Kenny Atkinson's coaching system. Um, and I still think he wasn't great there. He wasn't super efficient in the role, in the volume he had. He's not very good on the defensive side of the ball. He could kind of shoot you out of some games. But there are some games where he's just incredible. He has one of the best floaters in the NBA. He's a really good ball header. He's a really good playmaker. And that's why I have him as a top 15 point guard. But we've seen him in L.A., not much success. Brooklyn, yeah, all right, 40-42. and 42, Not a great year by any means. You were two games under 500, but they won a playoff game against the Sixers. Um, the Warriors were not a good team. Um, and then we'll see what he does in Minnesota. We'll see if he can actually bring them to the playoffs. Uh, I have a minute 14. And then the last guy is Jamal Murray. <laughs> Might be in some news recently, not for his basketball play. But I really like Jamal Murray. Um, I always thought of him being maybe a shooting guard, but he's a little bit undersized for that, being 6'4". But he's been pretty um, consistent for his second, third, and fourth years in Denver. He's averaged around 18 points a game five assists, and he's been pretty efficient from the field, around 45 from the field, 37 from three, and then 90 from the line over those three years. So he's been really efficient that way. And you know what? I don't know if he's a true number two. I think he's good, but I think he's very inconsistent, and that's why I have him all the way down at 15. If he could just be a little bit more consistent, and he could show that he could maybe be a, actually a post or a um, more than 20 point per game score, maybe average around six assists and be a better playmaker as it is, and not just kind of an all off-ball uh, gunner. I think he'll be better uh, than 15. So that wraps out tier four, which is John Morant, Malcolm Brogdon, De'Aaron Fox, Eric Bledsoe, DeAndre Russell, and Jamal Murray. All right, moving on to tier five here. I have about four guys here, and these are all super interchangeable like every other tier. Uh, it was really hard ranking these guys from 16 to 19. So um, I'll just say them, and then I'll go through why. So Spencer Dinwiddie at 16, Dennis Schroeder at 17, Derek Rose at 18, and Fred VanVleet at 19. So the first three here, Dinwiddie, Shooter and Rose, all six-man this year, pretty much, or at least when Kyrie has been playing for the Nets, that's when uh, Dinwiddie's been coming off the bench. But yeah, Dinwiddie, he's not super efficient, I would say, in the volume he is. I don't think he's really a really good starting point guard in the league. You can kind of see he's really not good, but he gets to the line. That's kind of where his offensive numbers come in. But he's a smart NBA player. He is. I don't think he's the greatest three-point shooter in the world, but sometimes when he's on, he's on. He could be a light, he could be a knockdown shooter some games, but there's other games where he might go like one for six, two for seven, stuff like that. Um, but I think he's a very good point guard. He's a very good ball handler. I think he's a solid defender. He's a smart NBA player. He's really good in transition. Uh, he's good at getting to the line, and obviously he's a good free throw shooter. I have him at 16. Dennis Schroeder, he would be a starting point guard on a lot of teams. He's an incredible offensive player. This might be his prime that we're currently watching. He's probably going to win six men of the year this year. Um, kind of like Dinwiddie, he's really good in transition. He's good at getting to the basket. He's a solid shooter. Um, I actually say he's a pretty good shooter now. And yeah, I think he'd be a starting point guard on some other teams. And if you want to put a, if you want to put him above Dinwiddie, perfectly fine with me. Um, at 18, I do have Derrick Rose, another guy. I think he'll come second in six-man of the year voting this year, and he's really um, revived his career post-Cleveland. He was solid in Minnesota, and people were like, oh, Derrick Rose only got two years, 16 mil? I feel like he could have got a little bit more, and why did he choose Detroit? And Detroit got a seal out of it. He, If they wanted to trade him in the offseason, they could definitely get a pretty solid first-round pick. Um, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Milwaukee traded their pick, uh, their 16th pick for Derrick Rose. Not a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, if maybe if Dinwiddie doesn't play well in the playoffs and Derrick Rose still great inside scoring, um, still a really good passer. Uh, has one of the highest PERs in basketball. He's at 18. Um, and then 19 is Fred VanVleet, who's really come on the last two years, especially last year's playoffs. Uh, he's a really good player. He's going to get paid this offseason. I would say he's the most efficient player in the world, kind of like Dinwiddie. And, but this year, though, he's been really good from three. I mean, he's shooting 41% from the field in his true kind of starter year. Where he's averaging 36 minutes a night. So this is where we can evaluate him as a starting point guard on a good team because he's on one of the best teams in basketball and the Raptors. But he is shooting 39 from three, shooting 84 from the line. He's getting to there about three and a half times a night. 
18 points a game, almost seven assists, two steals. If this is what he's going to do as a starter, I would take this on a good team any day of the week. So he's going to wrap out my tier five. So tier five was Dinwiddie, Shooter, Derrick Rose, Fed Van Vliet. So we have two more tiers now. Tier six, there is six guys in tier six. Go figure. I'm not going to talk about these guys too much, um, but these are super interchangeable when we get down low. Super interchangeable. So tier six, Goran Dragic. He's been consistent for a lot of years in Miami. Honestly, I think he might be the best point guard on that team. I personally think he is, but obviously he's in starting over Kendrick Dunn, who we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but he's a really good four general. He knows how to play. He's a good shooter. And I have him at 20. Maybe should be a little bit higher. Um, 21, I do have Ricky Rubio. Mike Dragic, he's been consistent for the last couple of years. He's a really good four general. He passes it really well. He defends really well. He can't shoot. We know what Ricky Rubio is. He's there at 21 for me. Uh, moving over to 22 is one of the biggest drops this year. I had this guy as a top 10 point guard, and now he's 22 for me. And that is Mike Conley, who has been really inconsistent for the Jazz this year. He's been really disappointing. He's been hurt out of the starting lineup back in. He's been inefficient. Um, his defense has still been solid. He's still been a smart player, but he's just not been good on the offensive end. His floater has been down this year. His inside scoring has been down. He really hasn't meshed well with Rudy Gobert, who plays a completely different style than Marcus Gasol, so you can get why, but it's taken a lot longer than people would like to. So he's at 22. 23. We have a third-year player now um, in Colin Sexton. Just, excuse me, a two-year player in the NBA. Uh, but yeah, he's been coming on as of late. He's a really good scorer. He's not really a good defender or a good passer. He's a little bit undersized to be a shooting guard. So he's kind of like, what is he in the NBA? We still don't know. Um, but he's a really good scorer. That's kind of what he is. He's a solid shooter. He can get inside. He can score around the rim. He can score in contact. He's good off the switches. He's good in the pick and roll. He's a really good offensive player. As a scorer, not much else. At 24, it's a guy mainly for his defense, and that is Patrick Beverly, one of the best on-ball perimeter defenders in basketball. Say what you want about him. You might hate him. You might not. But he's just a really good defender. He's a pest. On offense, he's not a super negative player. He's not a horrible player on offense. He's not a po I would say he's not a super positive player, but he's not going to kill you on offense sometimes. Yes, you don't want him taking a three with a game within five points on the line with three minutes left. No, you probably don't want that, but you would probably want him to start for you, and he's a great defender. He's the 24th best point guard for me in the NBA. And to wrap out tier six is a guy that's definitely going to be a riser. Next year, he might hit the top 20, and that is Alonzo Ball. He's definitely improved by far out of any of his, what, three years in the NBA this year and it's showing that he's going to be a really solid player in the NBA. Maybe he'll never be a starter on a good team, but he can definitely come off the bench for a good team. He's a really good passer. He's a really good rebounder. He's good in transition and his three-point percentage has been up this year. It's what? Above 37%, which is a career high for him and that's what you love to see even with his weird jump shot. So my tier six was Goran Dragic, Ricky Rubio, Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, and Patrick Beverly, and then Lonzo Ball. So I went through that pretty quickly, but I think they're all interchangeable. Maybe if you want to have Colin Sexton below Beverly and Ball, fine with me. Maybe if you want to have Goran Dragic in Tier 5, okay, then we can have that debate. But yeah, that is my Tier 6. And moving over to my final tier, I wanted to do my top 30 point guards. So it is 5 guys. It's 26 through 30. Um, Kendrick Nunn is a guy that I probably wouldn't even tell you who he was before this year. I didn't know him. Um, obviously, he played with the Warriors and the G League. And then, yeah, now Pat Riley developed him or their player personnel staff developed him. Their player development staff, excuse me, developed him. And he's now arguably going to be probably the second in the Rookie of the Year voting. He's been really good for them as their starting point guard this year. Number 27 is two. the next two players play for the same team. Once I say 27, you'll get 28. And that is Terry Rozier at 27. A lot of people thought he was going to have like a true shooting percentage of like 49% this year uh, for the Hornets. But he's been a lot better than people would like. He's really good in the catch-and-shoot threes this year. Um, the pull-up threes, he's been solid as well. And he's going to come in at number 27 for me. Thought he would be a little bit lower this year. But honestly, if you want to put him maybe above Colin Sexton, Mike Conley, I think that's fine with me. But I'm talking about overall 
I don't want to have one season of Mike Conley derate him from being a top 10 point guard to a below 30 point guard. So I have him at 22, and yeah, I have Rozier at 27. And then a guy, definitely a huge riser. You probably would have said he's the 100th best point guard going into the NBA this year, and that is Devontae Graham. And yeah, he's definitely cooled off since his hot start, but he's showing that he can be a pretty solid three-point shooter, a really good passer, and if anything, he's a good backup on a good team. And hey, that's what you'd love to see from a second-round pick. Look at uh, Jalen Brunson in Dallas. So uh, 29, I do have Markel Fultz, who was obviously the number one pick in the 2017 draft. Injuries derailed his first two years in the NBA, and he's been a pleasant surprise for the Magic this year. He's been pretty solid on defense uh, for what you would expect from him. He's been a good inside scorer. He's been good in transition. His shooting, obviously, it's what it is, but it hasn't been like, you know, it's going in the right direction, and um, I really like his offense, and I think he's going to be a solid point guard in the NBA. Don't know if he'll ever be a top 15 point guard, but I, I like him at 29. And then to wrap out my top 30 is Aaron Holiday of the uh, Indiana Pacers here at number 30. And I think on a, on a team where he could start, I think he'd be maybe as better or he could be better than Kendrick Nunn or he could be as good as Markel Fultz or maybe as Lonzo Ball, maybe. Um, but I think Aaron Holiday is a good two-way player. He does have its like, what the hell you do in moments. Um, but I think he's still young. I think he got a lot better this year. There was some stretches this year over like 10 games or uh, 10 plus games where he did average over like 16 points a game. So you know the offensive potential is definitely there and he did it efficiently. Um, this is only his second year in the NBA and he started... Uh, he did start 26 games this year, um, and he wasn't super efficient from the field, but he did shoot almost 40% from three. He was good from the line, and I think he's going to be a pretty good offensive player or an offensive point guard in the NBA. So um, that was my tier seven, Kendrick Nunn, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, Marco Fultz, and at 30, Aaron Holiday. Now, I do have six honorable mentions. I'm not going to talk about them, but I'll name them, and you guys could put these in tier seven and switch out Kendrick Nunn or any of the guys I mentioned for them. I wouldn't complain with you. So six guys I wanted to like kind of mention that they could be in the top 30. Uh, one is Kobe White uh, of the Chicago Bulls. He's a rookie point guard too, so I expect him to go up after next year's season. Uh, Thomas Adoransky, Um, I don't know if he'll ever crack the top 30 due to he's probably not going to be getting that much better. Um, but he, I wanted to give him an honorable mention. Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, I really debated him putting him at 29 or 30, but I chose Fultz and Holiday over him. And he might be better than Devontae Graham. So if you want to put him there, that's fine by me. I think after next year, he'll be in the top 30. Alfred Payton, I, I wanted to give him some love. He's a borderline um, top 30 point guard, but he's not getting any better. Um, he's 26, and I don't think he's getting any better. Uh, and then uh, I do have two more. Monte Morris of the Denver Nuggets and Reggie Jackson of the LA Clippers. So those were my honorable mentions, and that is my top 30 point guards in the NBA. So I'm going to list them off one more time in case you forgot. I might've went pretty quickly over the, the second half of that. So I do apologize. So my tier one, only one guy, Steph Curry. My tier two, I have four guys. So number two was Damian Lillard. Number three was Kyrie Irving. Number four was Russell Westbrook. And number five was Trey Young. So moving over to tier three, I had four guys. Number six overall, Kemba Walker, seven, Kyle Lowry, eight, Chris Paul, nine, Ben Simmons. That was my tier three. Tier four, number 10, John Morant, 11, Malcolm Brogdon, 12, De'Aaron Fox, 13, Eric Bledsoe, 14, D'Angelo Russell, and 15, Jamal Murray. Like I said before, if they're in the same tier, you can interchange them. Uh, moving over to tier five, I had four guys, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dennis Schroeder, Derek Rose, and Fred Van Vliet. Tier six, I had six guys, Gore Dragic, who can maybe move up a tier, Ricky Rubio, Mike Conley at 22, Sexton at 23, Beverly at 24, and Lonzo Ball at 25. And then tier seven, I did have Kendrick Nunn at 26. Terry Rozier at 27, Devontae Graham at 28, Marco Fultz at 29, and Aaron Holiday at 30. And I'm kind of dumb because I mentioned I had seven honorable mentions, and this guy was probably a top 30 point guard, and I kind of 
uh, I, I maybe flipped a coin between him, Fultz, and Holiday. And that's Deshante Murray. I apologize. Him and, like, a kind of Derek White, I guess I should mention as well. I forgot to mention them. Uh, Murray was having a solid year coming back from injury. He improved the shooting. He's going to be a pretty solid passer and rebounder for a point guard in the NBA for over kind of a taller point guard. Uh, so I wanted to give him some love, so I apologize. I forgot to mention Deshante Murray. So, yeah, that is going to rank out my top 30 point guards in the NBA. Let me know what you guys think. You can let me know on Twitter. You can write a review on Apple Pod. Or you can just comment on YouTube because that's where you can mainly comment if you're listening on YouTube. But if you're on Spotify or Apple Pod, I appreciate that a lot. Um, that means a lot to me. And if you're following on Spotify or if you're following on Apple Pod and you're writing a rating or a review, it means a lot to me. So thank you all for listening. Uh, episode 22 will probably be Shooting Guards. Don't know if it'll be a solo or duo yet. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll see you guys in that one. Peace, guys.